What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 10 of The Review Show, a weekly podcast that we do here at The Whatnots, where each week we pick something new, whether it be a comic book, movie, TV show, manga, something else, who knows, and we rate it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hi, Kyle. Hi, audience. Yeah. How are you? How, how has your I'm... week been? My week has been great. I'm all dolled up for this recording because after this, I have to leave and go to my nephew's high school graduation party. So I'm in my proud aunt finest. There you go. I noticed you had a bow in 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 your <laughs> hair. There you go, looking like I, I, Kiki from Kiki <laughs> Delivery Service. She's a real style icon. I do have a lot of big bows. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So it's uh it, yeah, it's is it high school graduation? Yeah, cool. high school graduation. I went to the ceremony earlier this week and now it's like the fun like park barbecue. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. That that'll be lots of fun. It's a good day for for it too. It's a little bit cloudy where I am right now. It's c- 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 kind of in that like will it rain? Will it not? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um but it sh- should should be a good day. Should be yeah. a good day. Let's see. My week has been good. I gave myself a haircut. That, that's <laughs> that like is the quite big an news. Yeah, yeah. It, my my hair was getting long and scraggly, and I was fed up with it because I hate when my hair get, gets long. Uh, but now I am back to normal buzz cut, Kyle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's dive in here. What are we What are we talking yeah. about this week, Melissa? You pitched me three very good things last week, and I had to go with the first one, which was FLCL, because it's something I haven't rewatched in, like, yes, I haven't watched it in, like, seven or eight years, and, like, that one, I didn't realize how much I missed it until you told me about it, I have to pick that one. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. It was a very good one too. Um, so we're a, kind of a week late, if, if I had been thinking, like, ahead and if I had realized it um, we should have done this episode last week because uh, we we record episodes and then release them a week later um, so yeah, I mean this is a live show you can, guys can be joining us on mm-hmm. Twitch twitch.tv slash the whatnots you guys can come talk to us as we are recording this uh, but if you guys miss it, it will be up a week later on uh, YouTube and on podcast services, no matter what universe you are from. Uh, but but yeah, we have that like week delay. And as of last night, we we are recording this on a Sunday morning, June 3rd. And as of last night, the first episode of Fooly Cooly Season 2 was on Cartoon Network on Toonami or something. Um, so it, it, it would have been nice to have this like air at the same <laughs> t- time and be like, hey, season two just started. Go listen to our e- episode on the first season now. But uh, a week late's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, not as many people probably are going to watch it the night it premieres. Well, this might have a lot of premiere parties, but also might have a lot of people who are like, "Oh, dang, that's now! It's June already!" Yeah, it's happening. Who? Because so we'll, I mentioned it last week, and you had no idea that they were making a, a yeah, second yeah. and third season. 
You were the deliverer of great news, Kyle. (laughs) That is why you had to pick this one. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, this was uh, directed by uh, Kazuya uh, Surumaki. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, And it was made by uh, Ganax and Production IG. IG. Those were the two studios involved. But I didn't realize how long ago um, this released. Uh, It was in... April of 2000. Yeah. That's almost 20 years ago. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, when you say it like that, yes it is! That's crazy to me. Because <sighs> I, I remember watching this g- growing up and yeah, not even really knowing what it was and maybe I saw it all in order, maybe I d- didn't, but I remember it just making no sense. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy and I like it, but I have no idea what's happening. And I watched it again this week and it's the same thing. This is crazy and huge and I love <laughs> it, but I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the, the season two just started. Uh, it's also going to be six episodes. Um, and season three is set to air in September of this year. Oh. It's also go- going to be six episodes. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what's happening. I, I did not get to watch it last night cause I don't have cable, but, uh, such is life, right? Yeah. Such we'll get there. Life. Uh, so let's see if we had to give an elevator pitch for this, you might have to help me out on this one. I'm also looking at Wikipedia uh-huh. here so we can see if we can nail this down. Cause yeah, like I said, this is a show that like. A lot happens in a very, very short amount of time, and yep. it, it is like the definition of rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if I can come up with a better word to describe it besides rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it centers around this young boy uh, whose name is Naota. He's 12 years old. Uh, I'm rewriting this off of Wikipedia. Wikipedia, and he, it says whose suburban life is disturbed by the arrival of an alien woman, Heroku, who, uh, Haruhara, however you say her last name. Yeah, Haruku <laughs> Harahara. Yeah, something like that. I'm terrible with names. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of this idea that he's just this normal boy. And he has this idea in his head that he just lives in this boring old town where nothing happens. And Mm -hmm. then all of these crazy things start happening around him. There's this alien that comes to visit him. He gets hit on the head and there's this portal that is like on his forehead. um, And it like robots come out of it periodically Mm -hmm. by this, this, this like evil corporation that wants to take over the world. It's so crazy. And he's just yeah. like, nothing ever happens here. This is boring. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's kind of like a slice of life story that just has a robot fight at the end of every episode. And also one of the characters is an alien. Yeah. It, it, like, it's it's weird. Because, yeah, you're, you're right. I, I would totally say that this is a slice of life show. Or mm-hmm. at least that's where it starts out. And then almost yeah. immediately it's like, well, not really. But kind of, you know, <laughs> like it's we we did in absurdist comedy podcast last week 
called The Fearsome Morning. And this also has that, yes. like, absurdist comedy, like, magical realism. It's, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there watching the show wondering, is all of this actually happening? Or is he, like, mm-hmm. Im- imagining it or making it up? Or is this, like, in someone's mind? Because I... Th- some of it is just so crazy, and yeah, like he starts the the, the show is just this nothing st- strange happens here, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, and so I like and and you you have all this like fantastical stuff. I'm like, I wonder if he's just this small twelve year old kid who's like playing with action <laughs> figures, making it up. It's a Lego Movie you know. situation. Yeah, maybe <laughs> uh, something like that. I. I think him looking at all these crazy things and saying, oh, nothing happens around here is very in line with his character because he's full of denial and crabbiness and resistance to change and no, this is the way things are. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So that's that's kind of the elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, it is, like I said, very, very fast pace. It's rapid fire uh, it's definitely a show you can watch multiple times and notice new things. Yeah. Um, be- especially because of how fast they talk and how fast things happen. It's you, you, you to digest this fully. You kind of have to stop it and take it in line by line. Um, but there's a lot. <laughs> um, but it's it's a lot of fun though. Like it, it's just like mm-hmm. non nonstop fun. It's good. It's good. Highly recommend it too. Um, yes. So I, I I think it I mean it it was coming out early 2000s so I was like 10 or 11 maybe even 12 or 13 when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I would say it's 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 good for young teens. Um Yeah. Not necessarily for younger kids. I mean I I don't know if they would really understand what's going on, no. but there are some kind of promiscuous things happening here and there. <laughs> um, yep. Nothing that's really like overtly like oh here you know here is this yeah sexual thing or or, or whatnot but it just the hints in you know um yeah the show is full of innuendo but very like yes. practically no actual activities yes which is really interesting and something i don't think i picked up on before like oh everybody's talking about this but nobody's actually doing this the the, the most like sexual thing they do is a kiss and that it, it, yeah. it kind of it, it like that's kind of what the show is based off of too because they talk about the portal being like oh you're like you're this bad kid who did something he wasn't supposed to and it's like it happens right after this girl gives him mouth mouth to like Mm -hmm. resuscitate him and they're like you kissed her like oh my god like you know (laughs) Um, so yeah it's 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 kind of fun that way i would say it's also very heavily influenced by music uh, they got one yes. band to do all of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. uh, I believe their name is and, The Pillows. Yeah, and point of correction, I think last week I said, oh yeah, I love that song by The Seatbelts. And I was wrong. The Seatbelts is the Cowboy Bebop band. Yes, that the is. The Pillows is the FLCL band. Yoko I, band. I really disappointed. I really disappointed, like, 12-year-old me when I did that. Well, when safety is concerned, seatbelts, pillows, you know, who knows? <laughs> um yeah so uh, uh, apparently that there was also a manga and a novel 
that came out around mm-hmm. the same time that this was Whoa. released. Um, which I have not seen any of, but I'm kind of curious as to how the manga works. Yeah. This is such a visual show. Um, yeah. Which is also strange, too, because there is a scene where they basically use a manga format, and it looks like it's just showing you a comic book page, and that's, like, the animation. Mm-hmm. There's so many animation styles in, in this show. It's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, this is a must-watch. If, if, you, if you don't know much about anime, or if you think you do, and you still haven't seen this yet, this is a must-watch. Um, yeah. This is yeah, absolutely it, a classic. It's easy to find. Um, it's uh, on the Adult Swim website right now. It's on Hulu. It's really short. You can get through the whole thing in three hours. Like, just have Six yourself... Six episodes. Uh, yeah, have yourself an anime night. Like, cross this classic off your list. Yeah, totally. Uh, that being said, I think we are about to dive into some spoilers here in just a sec. Mm-hmm. I did mention earlier on that this is a live show. You guys can be talking to us live on Twitch uh, right now, if you guys have seen the show, you guys can be telling us what we get wrong. That, you know, <laughs> hey, your, your opinion sucks, Kyle, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, you can be, you can be saying stuff like that. Uh, so come on down to twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Give us a follow there. We would much appreciate it. Uh, let's see, what else do I need to plug here? I don't know. We're on Pat- Patreon. I'll mention that at the end. All the social medias, Facebook, all that stuff. There you go. That's your opportunity to go watch this show and come back if you have not seen it yet so we don't spoil it for you. Well, after I don't know how many years it's been for you seeing this, Melissa, what did you think? I was really glad I rewatched this, and there was so much of it that... I didn't realize had drilled itself way deep down into my brain. Like there's so many images that even though I hadn't seen them in like seven or eight years and it had probably been seven or eight years before then that I had seen right. it. Like they just flashed like so bright and so vivid. Like, like oh, oh I, I yes, I remember this like frame by frame, beat by beat. And it's awesome. back. It's back here in front of my eyes. It felt really warm and cozy to watch this again <laughs> good good yeah i think i think last time i watched it was like a year and a half or two years ago um mm-hmm. but even then i've seen this show like five or six times and there's always something new um, yeah because there, there's there's tons and tons of pop culture re- 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 references and stuff like that um you, you know it's chock full of comic books and anime and all, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff um and one that I picked up on that I don't think I would have really gotten uh, was the castle of Cag- of Cagliostro. They mentioned yes! that by name, yes! and there's a character that kind of looks like Lupin that is there for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, the we did a an episode, or I did an episode of the review show on Lupin the Third, the castle of Cagliostro, uh, not that long ago. I believe it's episode three, maybe. I don't remember exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, two or three. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, go go check it out. If you haven't seen that movie, that's also a fun one. We have an episode mm, on that That's a really well. good one. Um, and yeah, so they like they mentioned it. And I was like, oh, hey, I've seen that. I've seen that <laughs> one. I know what they're talking about. Good I get timing. that reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, that that was fun. There's all sorts of like references to like Gundam and uh, Neon yeah. Genesis Evangelion. 
Uh, yes. I mean, the, the whole show is actually kind of modeled off of what's happening in Neon Genesis Evangelion, I think. Just the oh. idea that there's these, like, giant monster robot things coming in and attacking periodically, and they have to fight them off. That's kind of what's happening, you know, in, in, yeah. uh, in Neon Genesis Evangelion 2, so... It's 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 a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed rewatching this, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully once the second se- season of this is all all out, I I can sit down and binge it all and watch it because that that'll be fun. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, yeah. Almost twenty years is a long time to come back around to a TV show. 18 yeah and it was it was just yeah. like that 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 was it that was done and i think it was like 2015 and 2016 when they were like hey let's uh let's order season two and three of this show <laughs> going big yeah going big going home so you you mm-hmm. had a fun t- fun time re-watching it was was there anything that you were kind of expecting uh that you either did or did not get on on this rewatch of Fooly Cooly. Um I think it was actually less weird than I remember it being. Interesting. Cuz this is and a weird show. I think part of it is also that Yeah, yeah, I think part of that is also like in my head a lot of memories of this and a lot of memories of another anime called Excel Saga, which is the weirdest thing, kind of got smushed together cuz I was watching those at okay. the same time. I haven't seen that one. Oh man, Excel Saga is a wild ride. <laughs> but so I think I was partially like remembering moments from Excel Saga that are not from this show. But uh-huh. yeah, I was surprised watching this. Like, oh, this is really pretty normal. Like how I described it earlier. Like it is a lot of slice of life stuff with just like robots and aliens and crazy giant irons as the backdrops for it yeah there's a lot of very real human emotions in it and i think that was something i kind of forgot about as time went on like i remembered the craziness of it and i didn't remember like the wistfulness of it okay yeah because we we mentioned kind of at the start of the show that it 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 kind of frames itself as a slice of life yeah and then it's kind of interrupted by all of this craziness um, and I think one of the things that really stuck out to me on this viewing, yeah, was these like smaller emotional beats of just like, but I don't like sour drinks, you know? Yeah. And it, like, I I don't really know how, like what that does necessarily to like further the story along or really show me much about the characters. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think it was just nice to see. It's just it, it's like. When you hear someone saying a run-on sentence and they're just going on and 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 then yeah, and then you know, and it 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 was those like moments of okay, now I need to breathe, and then we're gonna go again ten you know hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So that was really cool to me to notice those because there's there's quite a few of them sprinkled in in there so there is um there is a quote that i kind of want to read um again it's mm-hmm. I, I i saw it on the wikipedia page of the show let me see if i can find it again um 
So the director, Kazuya mm-hmm. Surumaki, uh, responded to criticism of Fuli Kuli, stating that comprehension should not be an important factor in Fuli Kuli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like, there's so much going on in the show, it is kind of a puzzle there are all of these layers you have to dig through but the show never feels like you have to do that the show is like look it's just us we just are what we are we felt like throwing in all of this stuff you don't have to pay attention to it like just just have let all of this weirdness wash over you yeah yeah just have fun yeah i i think it i mean i read that this morning and i was like that is really funny (laughs) yeah just like yeah, like they throw so much at, at you, and I'm I'm totally the type of person who's like, okay, if if something if something captures my attention and I and I like it, I I'm I want to sit down and understand it. What is going mm-hmm. on? What are all the nuances? You know, what is this character referencing? Uh, you, you know, is, is that a book? Does that mean I should read this book to understand them a little more? You know, stuff like that, and here here's this show and the director's like you don't need to understand anything about this show to yeah. enjoy this show yeah. <laughs> he's like comprehension should not play a factor <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is is kind of a, a, like a different thing I, I i i don't know if i've seen anything quite like it that's like hey you don't need to un- understand this show or, what, or what's happening in the show to enjoy it or to um, mm-hmm. I, at least enjoy it in the way that I think most people enjoy this show. Yeah. Right. Because like I, I like I mean we can sit here and sound like we know a whole bunch and be like, well, I think when this <laughs> character did this, his motivation was really you know started by well you know, and we we, we can try and sound smart, but I I think that mm-hmm. that like that's kind of the point of the show is like if you try to do do that sure you might be able to come up with something but it's like you're kind of missing the point yeah it's just it's a show about nothing really like yeah sure (laughs) i mean there's this like weird alien space cop robots and there's some kind of like space power that they're trying to get and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but it's just like i it, it this show has so many like um like punk sensibilities yes. or like skate culture where it's just like you know what? Mm-hmm. we're not we're not going to do anything that is expected of, of us like we're we're just going to sit here and just make this nonsense and maybe it has a plot somewhere in there but yeah and i mean is 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 that the vibe yeah. that you got yeah, I noticed, like, halfway through my rewatch yesterday, like, right around, like, episode three, like, oh, there's no building tension in this at all. Nope. Like, you can look at, like, the big, you know, medical mechanica iron and figure out, okay, eventually they'll tell us more about that. But there's no rising plot. Like, there's no obvious, clear-cut, traditional plot structure to anything. There's no tension. There's no drive. And, like, I noticed it, but I didn't feel like it was really missing. Like, this is yeah. really a show that completely plays by its own narrative rules. Yeah. And, I mean, again, it's in there, but it's yeah. not, you, you, you know, like, we can dig in and find it, but it, like, again, you, you don't need that. And I think that's really co- no. co- cool. Yeah. Um, 
So you you mentioned the iron of is it it's Medical Mechanica I believe is the company's yeah. name. Um, why do you think they chose an iron? Because that just like that that's like of of the craziness and weird <laughs> things that seems like the most mundane of just like we're gonna have robots and space I, pirates and all this stuff and then there's a giant building that looks like an iron. Wait, what? I think like, they picked it. Be- <laughs> because it's like it's so mundane it loops back around to being like really weird like if there was a giant building shaped like i don't know something else if there was a giant building shaped like a nintendo controller or something a little bit less common controller yeah yeah it's like it's as weird as you expect it to be but to have this giant weird object made out of the most mundane object nobody is thinking about that loops back around and becomes extra weird. And it kind of reminded me of that trend in like the 1950s and 60s here in America to have like the big roadside attractions. Like as you're driving around, you know, Route 66, like, oh, we've got the world's large ball of twine and that building shaped like a basket, like our company makes baskets. So our building is going to be a giant basket. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it it does kind of remind me of that too. Just like this suburban americana like really straight like no one actually comes here like like the show the show the show says like nothing out of the ordinary happens here our town is really boring but we have this building that looks like an iron (laughs) um and i really really liked what they did at the very end of the show where they mentioned that the iron is there to smooth out the wrinkles in your brain and then you won't be able to think that yeah. was a nice way to tie that together. Which kind of loops back into, into this, like, really cr- craziness of the show, mm-hmm. right? How, like, what is something that Medical Mechanica can do that is really crazy? It's like, oh, yeah, take over the world. That's kind of expected. Okay, how do we represent that in iron? That's yeah, smooth out the wrinkles in their brain. It's, and it's, it, like, yeah, it's this odd, like, that... that that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. It's weird, and it's not weird at the same time, because I get it, and I understand it. Yeah. But then, again, we're sitting here like, a giant building that looks like an iron? That's 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 <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's... Like, I, I, I guess the whole thing with medical mechanics Hanukkah, most of that actually went over my head of just yeah. like, I I didn't catch it I didn't know what they were up to other than that mm-hmm. they're this weird building and they're possibly doing research into this no portal mm-hmm. and that that was kind of all I got from it yeah <laughs> um so to like yeah to 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 hear them say that and then to see it reiterated as I was skimming through their like the little wicked page thing yeah like they're they're actually trying to do away with all thought is is yeah they're they're it's like some 1984 big brother type of thing so let me ask you this then how like how do you think that kind of plays into this world right if they're if if that is their goal to eradicate all thought i just I, i just i don't know their place in all of this i think they well, seem no, like they're to, kind of a side his show. problem is that he's kind of yeah 
Yeah, like, Naota, his problem is that he's kind of stuck at being a child. Like, I think the whole thing about how he doesn't like sour drinks and he doesn't like hot curry is, like, when you're a little kid, like, your taste buds aren't that developed. Like, of course, those things are, like, way too strong and you don't like them. And it is as you get older, as you get to be, I think, how old is he, like, 11 or 12? 12. Maybe that is around the time where your taste buds are developing. And you might be liking that stuff. But he's like, no, I don't like it. I'm not going to try it again. Like, don't make me try it again. Like, he's really (laughs) stuck exactly where he is and he's not advancing like sort of stubbornly like dragging his heels along towards adolescence and so he's not really stopping and thinking and like contemplating and looking inside of himself about you know what kind of changes am i going through like what's my future going to be like Uh so yeah nobody's really thinking that much about anything around here nobody's doing any real serious contemplation he's he's kind of pitted against Against them though because they're the ones that kind of summon those giant robots and they pop out of his forehead like a big zit um but so, so yeah so i mean so he's he's kind of the protagonist to medical mechanica's antagonist yeah so if they're trying to eradicate thought doesn't that kind of infer that he is the one that is like ch- championing thought and like <laughs> hey do do what you want and like think the way you want to think i mean because he, he might be a, ki- a kid but he like he has like it another way to look at it would be he has his own thoughts where all of the adults are exactly the, 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 the same they yeah. all like spicy yeah. food they all like you know these adult be- 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 beverages and stuff with carbonation and you know stuff like that <sighs> why mm-hmm. do i have to fit in that mold i mean that, yeah that, that, yeah that's a good point that that's c- kind of what i got from it um yeah there is nobody else who really thinks the way Naota thinks there isn't anybody else that comes to the same conclusions he does nobody has his same perspective or his same taste about anything and he is such an outlier from the rest of his family and his classmates yeah they they think he's dating a high schooler uh he has this like live-in maid who's an alien and he mm-hmm. has a, a robot housemate as well um yeah i mean it, like do you do you think here's one of our, our more like metaphysical questions or whatever the <laughs> hell we're talking about uh like i mean it, it, is that something you think a lot of people deal with growing up like hey when i become an adult i kind of have to lose who i am like i mean is that Hmm. i mean i like is that what this show is kind of getting at or is that one of the things because there's there there is something else i want to talk about that i I was like oh so there there might be some kind of underlying message here but but yeah Hmm. like um it like i don't don't even know how to i'm just like mumbling uh (laughs) let's see yeah like I have no idea how to f- how to say this. Uh, yeah, I mean, is is it saying that like adulthood is kind of the loss of free thought or growing up, or is it like is is medical mechanica trying to get Naota to grow up? I think they kind of are, and that they're trying to get him to break 
out of his cycle of doing everything the same way and at least like appreciate and notice and recognize change. Like, at least know that like change is mandatory and like maybe you're not doing it right now in your life, but at some point you will. Like change will happen and it's okay. You pick yourself up, you readjust and you keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he seems to have handled his brother's uh, moving away to go work in America. All right. I wish we knew more about that relationship and yeah. like what kind of kid Naoto was before his brother went away and if they were really close friends or not. Because it seems like he's kind of dealing with the fallout of that, especially in his relationship with Mamimi. But mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen more of that with like his relationship with his dad and his grandpa. And yeah, so he's got one change that he's dealing with. And then he also has the the rise of puberty, which is a, probably the biggest theme of this series. Yeah. Yeah, because there, I mean, I, I mentioned it's like the, the, the show's kind of punk sensibilities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a big, I mean, I guess I don't know super much about the whole punk movement and stuff like that. But uh, like, I, I, I always get the idea that like, hey, they're kind of against this, uh, this idea of you have to conform and, you mm -hmm. know, be, be the working class cog in the machine, you know, do something crazy, have your hair spiked up, you know, have it bright ass <laughs> green, you know. Um, and to mm -hmm. me, I think that's kind of what Naota is going through, right? Like he's, he's at this idea where it's either like, hey, you conform and be like an adult and go to work at the factory and, you know, that's it. That's your life. Or are you going to do something crazy and be, be, be yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, and he, I, I think, yeah, we don't know much about his brother, but I think he, he kind of has that looming over him of like, Hey, my mm -hmm. brother grew up and yes. went to be a cog in the, in the machine somewhere, you know? <laughs> um, and or I, was it work or school that he left for? No, he's a, he's a he's a baseball player in America, and I don't know okay. if he's like a college baseball player, or a minor, or a major, whatever. But yeah, it's, I don't know if I'd call that like a cog in the machine sort of role. Like I think his brother went off and did like a big impressive thing, and uh, okay. he doesn't really know what that his future is going to be like compared to that. I do remember them mentioning he played baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, which is funny because then he's so bad at baseball. Yeah, Naoto's yeah. just terrible at baseball. Um, yeah, so I, I guess he's then idolizing his brother of just like, hey, he, you know, he, he did what he wanted. Yeah. And he wants to follow in those footsteps. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense then. Mm -hmm. I got it. I got it. Um. So I, I, I did have one other thing that I noticed yeah. in terms of, like, hey, maybe this show has an underlying meaning. Um, mm -hmm. And I, it, it fits right in with everything we've just been talking about. Uh, episode four, I believe, is the baseball episode. Yeah. Um, and it starts off uh, basically with kind of the sentiment of that, that famous Wayne Gretzky quote where like you you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't oh, take yeah. right um and for naota it was like hey you at least need to swing the bat right mm -hmm. like you you at least need to try and do something 
Um, and because we see him playing baseball and he just stands there with the bat and doesn't even move and it's like strike strike (laughs) strike Um, and like I like that it was strange to me because in in this show of just kind of non sequiturs and random segments or seemingly random segments that was like life lesson moment like hey swing the bat give it yeah. a shot you know and that that really stood out to me so i was like oh i wonder if there was others oh dogs are barking in the background um <laughs> so i i i was wondering if like did did i miss something in the other episodes do they also have these smaller little life moments of like hey swing the bat or hey you know mm-hmm. uh i don't know i was trying to make something up with music but i don't know um <laughs> yeah, but like, just like, is there is there something like that in each episode? Did did you pick up on hmm. any other ones? I don't know. Uh, life lessons. Honestly, what I was mostly paying attention to, like the aspect and the theme that fascinated me the most, was the whole like adolescence and like sexual mm-hmm. sexual awakening and like sexual refusal of the call if we're gonna get all heroes journey about it because like after we did uh much ado about nothing and strangers in paradise which are both very sexual stories and then i talked about how the fearsome morning has this weird like absence of it like yeah. you know bradley was the 14th sexiest man alive but then nothing <laughs> came of it like nobody has your relationships with anybody like that. That's what I ended up paying the most attention to while I was watching FLCL. And, and how it real fast, if you guys want to go hear our old episodes on all of yes. those, you guys can go to the whatnots.com. All our episodes are up on there. Uh yeah. Con- <laughs> con- continue. <laughs> I liked how this was like, it could have been a harem anime, but Naruto just Easily, refused. Yeah. He refused. He wanted no part to do with anything. And I like how, like, girls, be it, like, uh, Haruko and um, Mamimi and names, the, yeah. uh, his classmate. Oh, hold on. Let me look. Give the, me yeah, one there's sec. the his... purple-haired classmate. There's it's, the photographer uh, girl who smokes that yeah. had a crush on his older br- brother. And then Mm. there's the alien. Nina Mori, that's his classmate. Yeah. So he's got these three different options. I mean, some of them are considerably older than he is, but... Yeah. (laughs) So that's weird. But that that... aside, like, he's got all these different women he could be pursuing at whatever level he wants to try being, like, a 12-year-old. And he doesn't want to. Like, he wants no part of it. Like... There's, like, the, the one that's, like the older woman that he like mm. has absolutely no business being with but if he goes after her it's like the cool factor right it's like yeah Ooh, he's yeah. this young guy he's this young stud you know um mm-hmm. and and then there's the the uh girl who had a crush on his older brother who's like yeah a little bit older but not enough for it to really matter like mm-hmm. well i guess it does because she's in high school and he's in like yeah. elementary school but uh yeah it, like it's it's one of those things like people aren't gonna they're, they're just gonna think oh they're good f- f- friends right and mm-hmm. we know nothing is gonna happen from that because she, she's also lovesick for his 
his yeah. br- br- brother. Um, and then there's his c- classmate. It's like, go after her, dude. Like, she's your age. <laughs> like, she's the one yeah. that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and she seems to really like him, and he... He almost pays her no mind. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was so interesting that he's not, like, excited for, like, adolescence and growing up and, like, getting to know girls. Like, he notices girls. I don't really think anyone is excited for for puberty (laughs) and adolescence. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, he's not like, oh, man, when I grow up, and, like, he notices these girls, but he notices... He notices them as far to decide they're annoying. Like, the theme of this for me was, like, sex is annoying. Yeah. And I thought thought that was really interesting. And especially, like, compared to his dad, I was fascinated by his dad, who's this, like... His dad was just a horn dog. Yeah, yeah, just a horn dog acts not at all like a father. It's like his dad is just, like, his weird older roommate, almost. He kind of was. And and his gr- grandpa, to yeah. do like same you... same type of thing. But <laughs> to me, it was really weird uh, because the father thought that he was going after the a- alien yeah. girl, like pr- pursuing her romantically. Um, and he, the father <laughs> he was so confused. About it. Yeah, he was just yeah. like, "What? How? Da- how dare you?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like he he walked in on on them kissing and it's like I wasn't actually kissing her it's the horn in the back of my head I couldn't help it it's like I didn't mean to it's not what it looks like oh god speaking of like other old tsunami classics did you watch any of the Tenchi shows I've seen Tenchi Muyo yes okay this reminded me a lot of that and that it's like normal suburban kid or as Tenchi lives more out in like the country and like a dad and like a crabby grandpa and then all these ladies <laughs> and some of them are aliens come in yep. whereas in Tenchi it's definitely a harem show totally. and the dad is like kind of playfully flirty but nothing actually happens but here it's like he's no more, like, I refuse f- to let yeah more, like he's more happy for his son be like damn son yeah you get him tiger <laughs> <laughs> Get, get all those alien pirates and princesses. Yeah. And then this show, it's like Naoto refuses to engage with any of these ladies. And his dad is like really trying to go for it himself. And then the crabby old grandpa is pretty much still the crabby old grandpa. Yeah. And I thought those were just really interesting, like juxtaposed next to each other. Especially because they were both on the same network at like the same time. And I and don't yet. know if I ever like put those two together when I was a kid. Yeah, when when Tenchi was airing originally, I never watched it. Um, I, I was big into Dragon Ball Z and Gundam, <laughs> and Tenchi was the ones like, "There's girls on it. It's about kissing, and you know, it's, it's, it's about love." I don't want to watch that one. Oh, I see. And I was way more into like the Tenchi and the Sailor Moon than I was like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I was like, I want to see people fight and beat each other up. And giant robots. It's going to be great. No, I wanted to see alien princess dresses. I, like, I don't want to see that or people making out. It was weird when I was that, that <laughs> age. Which is which is k- k- kind of how Naoto feels, right? Yeah. Like, he just wants to do his, like, normal kid things. Um, and, w- you know, when he's pushed into these adult situ- situations, he's just like, this is weird. I don't want to be here. What the hell am I doing yeah. here, you know? Yeah. So. 
interesting show interesting show yeah Let's... i really like naota as a character and how he's so reticent to do anything <laughs> definitely <laughs> like he's he's upset that the world around him is so normal but he's not doing anything to change it and like he has all these opportunities and he refuses to take them yeah uh, so, so let's uh, let's switch gears here and talk a little bit about the art and the animation. Oh yes, because this is also action packed with all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it was a collaboration between Ganax or Gainax. I don't know how you p- pronounce it, and Production mm-hmm. IG. Um. I don't know how much outsourcing they did, but I feel like they did a lot of it on purpose, if that makes sense. Ooh, yeah. Because you get so many different art styles and different things. Like, I feel like they were just like, like, here's the outfit he has, but do this in your style. Like, here's the character design, but do this in your Mm -hmm. own style. And, you know, they they outsource to different animators and stuff like that. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Because you, you go from, like we mentioned earlier, the, like, manga comic book format where it's it's kind of this black and white drawing and it, you see the mm-hmm. panels and stuff like that and the camera just sh- shifts from panel to panel um, to, like, uh, in anime with, like, bigger eyes and they're c- kind of glowing and it's, c- mm-hmm. it's cutesy to this, like, forced... <laughs> perspective almost like fisheye lens kind of grungy like skate video type of thing almost horror story kind of thing and back to like this this really shaky line drawings and flat color like there's so much and it's 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 like there's almost not a consistent art style Mm -hmm. um which again, is usually something you don't see. I, I, I don't think I've yeah. seen anything else like that. I, I've seen art styles change if it's like, okay, we're we're now in a dream state, you know, or this is a flashback yeah. or, or mm-hmm. something. But for the most part, you don't see the art style change that, like, at all, let alone this much, right? Um, so what did, like, how did that shape your understanding of the show? Did, did it add to uh, I don't know if it add to it's more of a vague question mm-hmm. but like h- how did that impact your viewing of the show I think when I first saw the show probably on Adult Swim when I was like 12 years old or something that is how what... dare you you're not an adult when you're 12 <laughs> years old who, who do you think you are <laughs> Naota goodness <laughs> some kids man what stuck out to me the most was the art style and like that's what made me remember this show for as long as I did and like I said it was just now that I was re-watching it for the first time in years that I picked up on a lot more of the story elements of it but it was always like the art and the weirdness of the entire thing the visual weirdness that always stuck with me so I think that does a really good job of immediately making this strike out at you and it just sticks on you and it's later that you'll circle back to it and, like, look more at the nuances of the story. hmm Yeah, it just sort of gives you the vibe of, yeah, don't expect anything here. 
because we're not going to give you exactly what you think is going to happen. Like, we are doing our own thing over here completely. <laughs> like, have fun trying to guess what we're going to do next. You're going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an art style that I think is very much in your face. And, yes. and that, that, like, it, it, it stands out above the rest because it's not tr- trying mm-hmm. to blend in or have you focus on the story or like it's very much competing with mm-hmm. the 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 potential plot or the ca- ca- character development it's like hey look at me mm-hmm. pay, atta- pay, yeah. pay, pay yeah. attention to me um so it, it i i think that's p- part of why it stuck out for me um but yeah like it's I had something I was, just, I, I was just about to say and my mind went completely b- b- blank. Um, I will yeah. say that I think the visual thing that stuck out to me the most that I remembered the strongest from when I first saw the show was it's in like the first five minutes of the first episode when Haruka has like knocked Nota over with her bike and she's like kind of crouched there on the ground freaking out about it. And her body stays exactly the same, but she is moving all around the screen. Like she is one <laughs> static model that's just being like drug around and like spun and rotated. Yeah. I've never seen anything else like that. And it's just so strange that that stuck out to me. But also what I really remembered was towards the end of that same first episode when like uh, Mamami is standing on the bridge smoking, Never like just the light. Yeah, like that, and, like, the lighting of the scene, and, like, the way is the sun is, like, just barely set over the horizon. Like, it's yeah. just that, like, green glow of dusk. And that's not a weird thing. That's not a comedic thing. That's one of the things that hits more of, like, the poignancy and the emotion of this story. That's something that also stuck out to me, like, really strongly. And that's another image that has been yeah. something I've carried with me for you know, years now. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 a lot to unpa- unpack. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if, like, I'm I'm wondering how, like, because I I asked you how much it impacted your viewing, uh, and I mentioned that it is, like, it's 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 kind of competing for the thing. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if the art alone, like the art styles alone, like by itself, if that like says anything because i mean it it pulls influences from all mm-hmm. over so i'm wondering like what kind of uh you know what what were the what, what were the manifestos of all these different art styles <laughs> well, uh, something an art, art kid like me would say um it like i i'm i'm wondering how far you can dig into that and see like oh like like this is a style that's based off of this animator here was his like super famous show this is what this show is about and you know it's about uh like midlife crises and stuff like that (laughs) so did they use that art style during a scene when the father was like having that Mm. moment of like oh my son is also after the same like woman that i'm after you know that i'm pursuing um like i i I, this is me like like really trying to 
dig up stuff where there may be absolutely nothing there. Yeah, yeah. But. And that's something I thought about, too. Like, the manga scene, why is that the scene that gets to be in manga style and not any other scene? And yeah, I think you've got a decent point about, like, that's a scene where he is m- communicating with his dad. That's, like, the introduction to his dad. And I think in Japan, manga is just as much of an adult thing as it is oh, yeah. a kid thing because totally. that's such a commuter culture and people will like sit there on the train and they will read all of their manga the way they would read a newspaper. So I think that is a good medium to sort of unite all the different perspectives and all the different characters in that scene. But that is like, totally. that's just something I'm guessing at. There may be like, oh, we haven't done anything crazy in a couple minutes. What can we do? Because Well, they, they kind of... Ad- address it later on in the show where they're like yeah how come we haven't done another scene like that well it's expensive and it's a lot of work (laughs) you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a lot more work than you you, you would think um which i i I did like when they broke the the fourth wall which they do Mm -hmm. multiple times um yeah so Something that also stood out to me with the artwork, I, I guess not necessarily with the artwork, but the production behind the show, it's really uh-huh. weird because this show in my mind, not only is it a classic, but it's still new, like in in my mind. Like when I w- when we mentioned at the start of the show that this c- came out basically 18 years ago, like yeah. almost 20 y- years ago, that like saying 18 years seems super far away. But yeah, the, the show like I remember the show so fondly and so I I I get it, like it's so right there at the front of my mind that it, it seems like it was like a year or two ago. But rewatching yeah. this, it's in it's it's in that square format, right? Oh, it's, it's not yes, it's it not is. sixteen by nine. It's not the widescreen stuff. And I was like, yeah, that, that you're really, right. Like. I guess I didn't notice it when I watched it like two years ago. I didn't think anything mm-hmm. of it, but I t- turned it on and immediately I was like, "Oh, did it? Do I have a setting wrong here?" <laughs> and I, I don't know. I th- I think that just kind of comments on the the show of 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 just like, hey, here you know, here's here like here's something that is almost timeless. Because it has so many different art styles, because you yeah. know it's not it's not one specific thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the o- only thing that really dates it is the fact that it is in that square f- f- format. But besides that, it, it like, yeah, I, I was whoa. This is this is that old. Like, yeah, you're right. It the widescreen. Yeah, it is so strange and so outside of normal human life that it feels timeless and yeah I like I know how old the show is because I remember when I first watched it but I think I could show this to somebody who had never seen it before who had never heard it before and they wouldn't know that it wasn't from like the last couple years yeah yeah except, yeah, except for the aspect ratio that's the only thing that gives it away which one of the other animated shows that I think really holds that like timeless appeal to me is Batman the animated series. Yeah, because um, that that was like I love that show, and I think you can still watch it t- today and it holds up. Um, but some of the artwork, it, it's 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 weird because it's so different 
I, I, I think mm-hmm. it has its own unique style so much so that you can, you, you, you can kind of forgive it some things, but especially some of the early episodes of Batman the Animated Series, not the greatest animation. <laughs> um, they, yeah, the, not the greatest, but it, it is also in that square format. Um, yeah. And and so to, like, it's it's weird to just, to, to, to kind of compare those two shows in my mind and be like I I still think mm-hmm. Batman is timeless and that show yeah. will forever have this like golden spot in my mind but I can mm-hmm. still recognize that it's dated it was coming out in the early 90s yeah. the artwork and animation is not so great at certain times you can tell when they outsourced it um whereas this is 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 almost I, yeah this could have been made 2 weeks ago and I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. fine with me. That you know. Yeah, yeah, checks strange. out. Strange <laughs> how things work like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you have a favorite episode? Oh. Oh, the I think I've got a fondness for the first one because I think I've seen it more often than I've seen the other episodes, and it is so striking. Yeah. It's like a really great introduction to what the series is. And even if you've never seen anything else, if you only ever just saw episode one, it would be still a really memorable experience. Yeah. But I also really love the third, I think it's the third episode, which is the one with Nina Mori and the school play. I think so, yeah. 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 Um, I think I think for me it's one and four. The and like like mm-hmm. you said, just the the opening one I think is fantastic, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think episode four, which is the baseball one, which is the one that I was like, oh, maybe that like that that was the one like a light bulb <laughs> went off in my yeah. head, and I was just like, oh, maybe there is some stuff that I missed, and mm-hmm. it, it's trying to say something, but it's not it's not really pushing it on on you right because it's underneath all of this mm-hmm. all of these giant robots and who knows what you know <laughs> um, yeah so I, I think those two really stuck out for me mm-hmm. do you have anything else you want to talk about with, oh. with this I don't know it was just really great to go and revisit and like there are things that I understood better since the last time I watched it like I think I had a, like, I'd heard the name Castle of Cagliostro, but I'd never seen it. And now I have seen it. So yeah, like you, that was like, oh, I get this joke now. But then there's other things like the guy with the big eyebrows that still makes as much sense to me as it ever did. It's still weird. And I still, I like, I like it, but I don't totally get it. Probably a reference to some anime out there. Who knows? Yeah, I'm yeah. Sh- so I'm I... sure if you look up like Easter eggs and fully coolly references, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you can find something on that. Who knows? Maybe we're yeah. wrong. I like it's just it's, it's all new. <laughs> yeah, so I like how it makes more sense to me as I get older and as I keep watching it. But also, there are parts of it that will always completely elude me, and yeah. I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. There's there, there's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. so much that happens it's crazy um like like in and of itself the amount of stuff that they packed into six yeah. episodes is mind-boggling yeah. that they mm-hmm. that, like that deserves an award by itself congratulations <laughs> yep. guys you 
your episodes are fucking clown cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it exactly. Yeah. They just get the more stuff just keeps coming out, and it's just like how, how, who is it? How is it that? Big? What? I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. It's fun. I recommend it again if you've made it this mm-hmm. far and still haven't seen it. Uh, go watch it. Um, I, I mean, I, I, again, we probably spoiled the mess out of it, but it's a show that we we also had no idea what was going on in yeah. the show because that's just how it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I recommend it. Go watch it. Go have some fun. It's on Hulu. Go check it out. Melissa, it is your turn to pitch this week of what we will be talking about next week. Yes, and you said at the beginning of the episode that you wished you had thought through the weeks and, like, scheduled this episode for a different time. I, I did look at the calendar. I did think about things. Okay. So what I pitched today, we will record next week, and it will release around Father's Day. So I have three... Okay. Father's Day inspired picks. Perfect. They are all movies, but they're three movies, four movies of really different kinds. Sounds good to me. So, so pitch number one is, uh, in my eyes, perhaps the greatest story ever told about fatherhood. It is an animated classic that defined a generation, and it is a goofy movie. Hell yes! <laughs> I fucking love the goofy movie. <laughs> It's dad, dad, dad. probably the perfect cast. <laughs> yeah, it's like wall to wall classic moments. It's probably my favorite Disney animated movie of I any kind. You. <laughs> I really thought you were cool. You mentioned you like Lost. You mentioned you like the Goofy movie. The Goofy movie is probably my favorite Disney movie. So underrated, hundred percent. Yeah, Emperor's it's... New Groove. Oh, oh, that's also a really good one. It's a good pick for later. Um, I'll <laughs> file that away. So for a- anyone who hasn't seen Goofy Movie, what's the elevator pitch? Okay, it is about Goofy and his teenage son, Max. And Goofy tries to drag Max along on a road trip to his favorite, like, old fishing destination. And Max doesn't care, and he just wants to try and divert his dad to take him to a big concert Power in line. Los Angeles. Yes! And it's got the best music. It does. It totally does. <sighs> mm-hmm. Cool. That's and a good pitch. What's pitch number two? Pitch number two is inspired by my own father, who is the person I get all of my taste from. And this is one of my favorite movies he sat down and, like, showed me when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he really got me into comedy, and he got me into sci-fi, and he got me into musicals. So, of one movie that encapsulates all of those is Young Frankenstein. Okay. Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein, starring Gene Wilder, Peter Boyle, the guy with the eyes. It's all in <laughs> black and white. It has been turned into a really fun Broadway musical that I got to see once. Yeah, and it is a comedy classic. I think it's often hailed as, like, one of the funniest movies ever made, and it is super Mel, great. Mel Brooks is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then pitch number three are movies I have not seen before. These are some of my dad's modern favorites. These are things he's gotten into recently. 
Another thing my dad really likes that hasn't rubbed off on me quite as much is action movies. Mm -hmm. And so he keeps talking about these. And like most of the times I see him, he's like, you know, I bought those Blu-rays. If you ever want to borrow them, if you ever want to check them out. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. This might be the time to do it to watch John Wick 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah. John Wick 1 and 2 is pitch number 3. Pitch number 2 was uh, Young Frankenstein. And pitch number Mm 1 was... A goofy movie. I don't know why I said those backwards, but I did. <laughs> uh, those are good ones. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think I'm gonna go with Young Frankenstein. Ooh, okay. I haven't seen that one, and I like Mel. Brooks, but I, as you mentioned, like sci-fi musical something else, I was like, "What in the world? How does that even work?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's as sci-fi as any telling of Frankenstein is. It's sure. not like there's aliens or something in it. But yeah, Frankenstein technically counts as science fiction. Yeah, he he, he was the first one, right? Didn't yeah he, yeah wasn't Mary Shelley the like in, inventor of sci-fi? Yeah, sci-fi and horror, I think, are really pinned on her. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Go Going back to classic on more than one account. Uh, yeah. Young Frankenstein by Mel Brooks is what we will do yeah, next awesome. week. I, I, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, cool. Sweet. Well, that said... Uh, thank you guys for joining us here on Twitch. If you guys caught it live, if you are listening listening to this on YouTube, uh, leave us a c- c- comment or something. Tell us, uh, I don't know, tell us what your favorite episode of Fooly Cooly is. Yeah. Uh, and somehow, what's your favorite? What, what's your uh, favorite like weird little non sequitur joke? Like I love the bit at the beginning, like I talked about, where her model is static and it's just dragged all over the screen. <laughs> What is anybody else's favorite joke? Because there's uh, 10,000 to pick from. There you go. Do that instead. <laughs> That's a better one. Just just write a random line from the <laughs> show in the YouTube comments. Um, or uh, you guys can leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play or all that stuff. Uh, we could actually use some brand new reviews. I, I don't think I've mm. mentioned that uh, in a long t- t- time or since relaunching this show as the review show. All of the reviews that we have uh, were for the previous iteration of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could use some more reviews. But more importantly, if you are a current subscriber to our show on iTunes, pay attention. Um, you can continue staying sub- subscribed to that feed for now but there is a good chance that we will hide that feed from itunes reason being is because you can now get all of our shows separately on itunes Mm -hmm. um so if you if you like one show but you don't like the other one you, you you know you can subscribe to whatever one you want and you won't have to clutter up your feeds um so please if you guys can go subscribe to those shows as well subscribe to the review show specifically on itunes that'll help us out a lot and you guys can give us a review on that show as well um 
but, but yeah, do do all the social media actions that everything else has you do. Um, like, share, subscribe, sell your soul, tell your neighbor, <laughs> whatever you need to do. Uh, if if you guys enjoyed this show, uh, we do have a Patreon. We would love to have your support. Um, making these is a lot of fun, um, but it is also expensive. Um, so if you guys <laughs> want to support the shows and like what we do, you can throw us a dollar over at patreon.com slash the whatnots. Uh, but if not, um, that is a-okay. We just want you to enjoy the show. But again, if you don't have money, reviews help. <laughs> Sharing the shows mm-hmm. help. Retweeting helps. Telling a friend helps. Uh, Words so- are free. Words are free, but we like money. Um, give <laughs> give our gr- our money hungry, grubby little fingers all of your money. Do it our right now. Our little raccoon hands. Yes, give give our little raccoon hands all your dollar bills. Make sure they're in small, unmarked, unnumerical order bills. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, do all that stuff on social media. Melissa, where can they find you on the interwebs? I am, I am on Twitter at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Still getting that patter down. I'm Go. there uh, talking a lot about podcasts I am on and listen to. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, if you guys want to yell at me on the inter- internet, you can find me at Hush315. And that's on Twitter, uh, if you couldn't tell by yelling at me. Um, Anyways, I think that will do it for the review show this week. My name is Kyle Springer. I'm Melissa Wilkinson. And this has been the review show. We will see you guys next week. Adios, guys. Bye.